0: Hello, humans, and welcome to Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber, and today is November 12th, 2020. So, I just finished um, an appointment with my therapist, Liz, and I thought that I would ramble for 10 minutes um, to kind of unpack what it is that I learned, uh, what I'm still going through, and uh, we'll see if I have any goals by the end of this. So, um, oh, for some reason I'm having a panic attack. Cool. So we'll just do that too. Um, so I just met with Liz. Uh, she is my therapist. I meet with her once a week and I've been working with her for 13, 14 months now. And um, she has really helped me really bring down a a lot of my more uh, hypervigilant and you know stressed responses, uh, to being able to not swing so far back and forth between extremes. It's just, she's really helped me just like mellow out and have the time to, uh, just acknowledge the spectrum of my experience. And today I got to share with her, um, kind of what's been going on since the weekend with Thomas. So, um, if you didn't hear the last episodes, um, Essentially, um, I am going through a lot of, I don't know if it's really disassociation, but I'm, I'm going unconscious. I'm starting to go unconscious a lot um, as I'm experiencing the, like this new season of my life. Uh, my husband, Thomas, um, is a uh, social-emotional coach for adults, which is really convenient because I really need a social-emotional coach. And it's not a coincidence that that's what he has uh, developed into um, with the work that we do on each other and ourselves. We both have CPTSD and um, yeah, we just need each other and he really wants to turn it into his career now. And so uh, he's been taking classes, um, one of which is how to treat complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And he's been utilizing those skills, uh, those um There's just skills on himself, including um, being able to uh, relax himself whenever he notices that he's tense, and um, focusing on what he's paying attention to, Um, and there's a few other things. They're called very fancy scientific words. Maybe I'll get him on here to explain it to you, but essentially, I've been trying to do those things too, but he understands it a little bit better than I do, of course. He's the one who's studying it, and um essentially he is now able to emotionally regulate um which is allowing him to uh witness the depth of my suffering without personally getting triggered by it himself and he is able to hold space for me to uh, express my pain and fears and suffering um in ways that no one has ever been able to hold space for me to do so before and the entire process of allowing him um to take care of me, to um, even express that he wants to protect me, um, his love, his attention—he's um, very, he's just really showing how compassionate and considerate he is. Um, just loving me in ways I've never been loved before, and it feels—you know—on the surface feels absolutely amazing, but in my depths of experience, um, I'm panicking. Not because it isn't absolutely wonderful what I'm getting to experience, but because I've never experienced it before. And so my parts and my protectors and my uh, stress responses and um, coping strategies are being triggered and uh, there are subconscious processes coming out that I don't really understand, um, including... um, You know, a a few days ago, I was really trying to fight Thomas and tell him that he was lying to me and trying to trick me and things got really dark. Um, He was doing just fine. He was holding space for me just fine. And I was just like losing my mind. Um, I ended up utilizing the uh, suicide prevention chat. And I will link to that below in case that's something that you ever want to have as a tool in your arsenal. I'm so sorry if you need it, but it's there. Please use it if you need to. Um, And I, I, it really got that bad. I was just completely losing like, just, I was losing my mind. Um, Because I couldn't fathom a reality, and it's still hard for me to do so, but I'm doing better, but I, I couldn't fathom a reality where somebody would love me unconditionally because as far as I know, nobody ever has. Um, It's still hard for me to wrap my head around and accept Um, That somebody could know me um, fully for even my worst or my most um, depraved qualities and still choose me and love me and want to uh, pour into my well-being and to concern themselves and to take responsibility for me being okay to both acknowledge what I'm going through and also provide support and resources um, to help me feel better. Um, Those are not things I've ever experienced before. And so at first um, I tried to fight him. Like I tried to convince him that he was delusional. He was more successful at convincing me that I was being delusional, which is good. Um, He would not be swayed once he decided that he loved me actively and was protecting me actively. Um, That's not going away anymore. And now I really just have to acknowledge, and if if you've never, if you don't have CPTSD or you don't know anybody with CPTSD, this might sound absolutely awful, Um, but Thomas has been loving me and, you know, working to make us money and and do chores and um, take care of me whenever I ask and, like, just do the brunt of everything for us, despite the fact that he's been more or less disassociative um, for the bulk of our relationship Um, up until maybe three years ago. So for the first like four or five years of our relationship, he was mostly um, disassociated all the time. And then in the last like three or four years, um, things have gotten better. And the way that I could describe it is that, you know, I've had, I would have him active for, and, and conscious and with me and able to plan things and not getting triggered and not disassociating and not getting defensive for maybe an hour at a time, um, then maybe a day or two at a time, and now um, he hasn't disassociated in almost a week, and that is definitely the longest it has ever been. Um, and because of like the depth of effort that he is putting in and the amount of support and space... He is providing to me, um, my protectors that tell me that I will never be loved and protected. And I just have to take care of myself are kind of, I don't know, those dams are failing and a lot is, um, flooding through and, um, I'm asking for more help. And what's more amazing is that I'm allowing for that help. And I never knew before that maybe I wasn't allowing anybody to help me because it scared me. And, um, What keeps happening is that when either I or Thomas expressed, um, let's see, that what it just happened like, I don't know, 20 minutes ago, where um, I was talking to Thomas about health insurance and how um, well he gets health insurance through his job and I'm getting it through the marketplace and I'm going to be switching from a Really expensive high level plan to a much cheaper low level plan, um, and I can go into the depth of why I'm doing that later. But essentially, he thanked me for taking the time to do that for myself, and that really surprised me. And my um, the part of me that really wants to push love away was like, why would you care whether I'm doing this or not? And he kind of gave me the chance to like think, well, why do you think I care? And I was like, because you love me, and you care about me, and you're taking responsibility for my well-being and you're going to be paying for all of it and not that you're he doesn't make a point of that ever he never cares that he pays for everything um sorry i'm I'm literally going i'm disassociating as i'm trying to explain this to you which really speaks highly to what i'm trying to express when i try to explain to myself that somebody cares about me is taking responsibility for my well-being and wants the best for me i start going unconscious and i don't know why I don't know if it's like I'm so afraid that I can't handle it, or if I'm finally feeling safe and my body really needs to rest. I'm leaning towards the latter because um, there has been other times in my life when my like cortisol and adrenaline drops because dropped because I felt safe, um, and in that moment, um, well, when I was twenty, I almost died. Like I I went unconscious and I almost didn't come back. Um, when it's happening now, it's just happening for like in the moment and then for a few minutes and then I come back, but I legitimately like stop being able to articulate. I don't, I can't speak. Uh, Another thing that's happening is like my eyes blink really rapidly. It's almost like I'm trying to understand things that I, something that I have no idea what's going on. Um, there's a lot of physical or somatic experiencing happening, um, as my psychological processes um, are challenged and change. So I just, I just wanted to document that because, um, this is super surreal. Um, it's really intense having things happen, um, to me physically that I am not familiar with, and I don't particularly understand what's going on. Um, I did tell Liz about it. She said, just take it really slow, um, that it's going to take a while for my body to realize that I am safe. because it, I've never felt safe for a moment. Like, I don't know. I, I've i never felt safe for extended periods of time. Um, and now my body is trying to adjust to a completely new way of living. And um, I think I'm doing okay. Like, I think that it's happening and I'm not fighting it as much anymore. Um, but the, the going unconscious and losing my ability to function um, every time I'm able to get some new insights in, uh, is really weird. And, um, I'll probably just keep trying to document it because what else do I do on this show? So, um, yeah, I think that I'll just leave it there for now and I'll catch you on the next one. Okay.